Blog Talk Radio. Welcome back, you health renaissance people. Yes, this is Dr. John Bergman talking to you from the Empire of California. Okay, so we're going to talk about lung health. Now, when you look at um, how your body functions, it's hugely important. And this is going to have a calming effect, uh, particularly if you're um, uh, confused with the way the world is going. Uh, this is going to help with mental function, break, um, physiologic functions, everything. There's actually ways that you can breathe your way to health. Uh, so hugely important. Now, um, all of this will be on the drbvip.com. And if you're watching us on Facebook, if you're watching us on YouTube, um, please share. And this one, I'm going to post this one up on Facebook. So please share it. Get the information out there um, while... We still can, because this information, we're going to talk about real health, not propaganda. And if you're familiar with George Orwell's 1984, the Ministry of Truth was actually responsible for lies. Um, so please, support us, So get to Dr. BVIP, and all your support is totally appreciated. And Extreme Health Academy, I went... Uh, I did another two-hour webinar this past um, Sunday, and I got to tell you, those webinars are a blast. Answering questions consistently, constantly for two hours, okay, from people around the world, and, and so many get so many people get so much out of it from listening to other people um, to to find out their challenges and solutions. I mean, it's just fantastic. Now, your nervous system controls your lungs. But what I want you to do is first, uh, as long as you're not driving or working at machinery that will take your fingers off, what I want you to do right now, okay, just be in a neutral position. Now take a deep breath, really, really deep, as deep as you can. Okay, so now if your tummy goes in and your chest goes up, you're using the top third of your lungs. That's the worst way that you could breathe. That's horrible. So if you're breathing in through your nose, your diaphragm's going to come out, your tummy's got to fill up. And so the way, and I'm going to teach you how to breathe correctly first, your diaphragm comes out and your, or comes down and pushes the stomach contents out. If you can learn to diaphragmatic breathe, okay, then you've you got something there because this is you're using the bottom two-thirds of your lungs. Now, your blood, considering there's a lot of medical interventions now that are injections that are damaging the blood, you got the kidneys and you got the lungs. The lungs are the area that oxygen is transferred to. And we have got to get healthy lung function and healthy immune system function. So without... Um, pissing off the ministry of truth and hopefully without um, causing the abnormal um, interruptions in your viewing or listening pleasure, <laughs> which means they're going to wipe us out or stick us in a quarantine camp like they have in Australia. Um, you know, so hopefully I'll be able to um, tell you about this. But there's a shot now called the clot shot. And it also starts with a C. Okay, we called it the Voldemort virus because you can't mention it. Um, but this, this shot has a clumping together of the blood. And when you're looking at blood and lung function, it's absolutely vital to understand 
that that blood's going to go through the lungs, and it goes through these little tiny capillaries uh, called, well, capillaries, and it has to be one cell thick. Well, that's currently out there is starting to clump the cells together. That means that they can't hold oxygen really well, and so it tends to um, decrease the blood flow to those areas. And that's that's damaging. I mean, some people will get uh, pulmonary edema, they'll get lung um, fluid in the lungs. There's a lot of problems that can come up with things that are a clumping together of blood, not a full-on blood clot. So this is going to, uh, we've got to clean up the blood. Now, one of the best ways to thin blood, particularly if you're working around people that have gotten the clot shot, uh, if you have gotten the clot shot, because remember, um, your body is no longer yours. And just as, I think it was Gerber, Goebbels, or Hitler, said if a lie is told long enough and loud enough, people will believe it. And they'll believe it over truth and fact. And so since you have been inundated okay, with this lie that the COVID is deadly and the COVID shot is, is absolutely essential to get your job back, and people just say, screw it. I'm over this torture. I know the shot uh, might not be good for me long term, but I want to get back with real life so they get the shot. Okay, or, you know, I'm a single mom with three kids. I've got to get the shot to keep my job. I can't be fired. So knowing that, um, you know, people are being coerced, threatened, bribed, everything to get the shot, that's probably not the best thing in the world for you. Um, so um, if you've gotten it, You've got to clean the blood. And two things that you could do right away. One is take high-dose omega-3s, okay? And this is like triple or quadruple the dose. Um, it, ideally, it's not in pill form because your body's in a stress state. And that will help thin the blood. And then cayenne supplements before each meal. That will help as well. Um, it's going to help decrease some of the um, clotting effects of the shot, but it won't really affect the, the full shot. And if anyone's asking you, because I have family members that are in the COVIDian uh, religion, where you know they have the the burqa on or they have the masks, um, they have the social distance and they can't go to worship in regular churches or gather together, so it's a, a religion of isolation and fear. And these people have these certain rituals. Well, if they're in that. Um, and they have gotten the shot, uh, even exposure, because the shot will shed and it can negatively affect the blood. So just know that you can thin the blood. Water is good. Omega-3s are good. Cayenne supplements before each meal. Don't take those things on an empty stomach. And then we can get the... Um, then we can look at the lungs. So the blood health is hugely important. Now, your nervous system literally controls the lungs. It controls the breathing muscle, the diaphragm. And then at the top of the neck, there's the cardiac and respiratory center. And this is literally the heart and breathing center. Then in the middle of your neck, okay, you have this structure where the carotid artery comes up and it splits right in the middle of your neck to the internal and external carotid at that area is a chemo sensor and or a sensor and it checks for carbon dioxide and a pressure sensor or bearer receptor so if carbon dioxide levels go up then the heart rate goes up to get more blood to the oxygen
if the heart rate goes down, okay, and if if um, carbon dioxide levels go down, um, then the heart will slow down to get the carbon dioxide levels back up because carbon dioxide is an acid. So your body is always regulating that acid in order to maintain the blood. So blood health and lung health are intimately, intimately connected. Um, and anything that damages the blood is not good. Anything that's for the blood is good. And, of course, when you look at the Voldemort shot, the Voldemort shot is usually for the Wuhan variant, or it's also called the Alpha variant, which is no longer in circulation. So even the, the boosters, everything else is for the Wuhan, even though it's Delta or the South African variant or other variants that are out there. So um, just know that it has nothing to do with health. If you're going to get the shot, it's 100% to do with slavery and compliance. So really, please rethink your decision on that. But let's get back to the lungs. Um, if you have had the shot, omega-3s and cayenne supplements, but the middle of your neck, we have C3, C4, C5. C stands for cervical. These are the nerves that supply the diaphragm. So if you have had a neck trauma, forward head carriage, anything like that, that can alter the nerve supply to the diaphragm. Now, we already talked about the diaphragm. If you've got a neck problem leading to alterations of that um, diaphragm, you can have reflux, you can have uh, stomach issues, digestion issues, because that, that top of that stomach can actually pooch up inside of that diaphragm. And it's called a hiatal hernia. And that can cause heart attack-like symptoms. It's amazing. And this is all from weakening of the diaphragm. So knowing that the nervous system controls it, and that diaphragm is huge. So in, in the way to teach diaphragmatic breathing is, as long as you're not driving, put your hand on your stomach. You're, and imagine someone's going to punch you in the stomach. So on three, you're going to push in your stomach. I want you to blow all the air out. Okay, then, so one, two, three, push your tummy in and blow it out. Now breathe in and push your tummy out. Blow out and push it in. Breathe in and push out. So as long as your chest isn't moving, and what you want to do is breathe in through the nose, out through the mouth. Now, you can breathe in through the nose and out through the nose, which is actually more beneficial. Uh, but, you know, you don't want to have boogers on your shirt. So just for now, try breathing in through the nose, out through the mouth if you haven't blown your nose. And if you want to clear out a restaurant or clear out an elevator, just start blowing your nose. <laughs> It'll freak people out. Okay, so now all of this stuff, the blood has to go through at a single capillary level around these little sacs called alveoli. And they're, they look like little clusters of grapes because they have a huge surface area. And so that oxygen-carbon dioxide transfer is hugely important. Now, when we look at the bronchus, the bronchus actually have mucus that runs down the inside. And it also has smooth muscles. And one of the reasons that I'm suggesting you know, the omega-3s and the cayenne supplements, cayenne supplements um, and nasal breathing bronchodilate and vasodilate. That means it opens up the air tubes and opens up the lungs tubes. So that nasal breathing is hugely important, particularly if you've had an allergic response or asthma-related symptoms. 
So just know also that in normal healthy lung function, you have this lubricant called surfactant that lines the alveoli. If you have any dehydration, um, your body produces mucus. In, in fact, asthmatic patients have 10 times the amount of mucus than a patient who doesn't have asthma. So hugely important that you look at that. And, you know, when you look at asthma, and we could look at the World Health Organization, we could look at the Lancet, um, they're going asthma, quote, is predominantly a disease of the privileged classes. Um, and Lancet says a disease of the affluent societies. So why would that be? Well, one is the hygiene hypothesis. Now, if you think that germs cause disease and you have that idea because it's called the germ theory, well, let's look at this, okay? Uh, exposure to farm animals and drinking raw, unpasteurized milk is protective against asthma. Now, that was the British Medical Journal. The presence of pet in houses and large families. These are large families, not social distancing. These are large families gathering. Okay, so you got grandma, grandpa, all the kids. That's protective against animals or against asthma. A rural lifestyle, which means you're outside running around playing, getting dirt everywhere. And that's the European Respiratory Journal. That is protective against asthma. Um, it's interesting that no one says wearing a mask and social distancing and isolation protects asthma because it doesn't. You actually have bacteria, bugs, funguses, everything in your mouth, in your lungs, in your um, skin, in your digestive tract, and you have a symbiotic relationship with this. <coughs> and in fact, um, British Medical Journal, here's a quote, <coughs> an environment rich in microbial organisms is beneficial to infants and resistant to asthma. And I love this one, according to the World Health Organization. <coughs> oh boy, I'll give you a hint. Don't breathe in coffee. Yeah, coffee is best swallowed, not breathed in. <coughs> Here's one from the World Health Organization. The search for environmental agents that protect against asthma is extremely important and holds the best chance for success, prevention, and control. So environmental agents that protect against. So this is why <clears throat> when you see people with asthma or with breathing issues, they're typically going to be taking steroids. <clears throat> they're going to have poor gut flora. They're going to have 10 times the amount of mucus in their lungs. And that means they're going to be dehydrated. So it's really um, the body adapting to toxicity and deficiency. I mean, there's even a, a really brilliant article out of the UNICLA, <coughs> uh, Public Health Department of Epidemiology, uh, vaccines and asthma. They did the odds of having an allergy-related respiratory symptom in the past 12 months was 63% greater among vaccinated subjects rather than unvaccinated subjects. 
Now, the article goes on to the conclusion, quote, DPT or tetanus vaccination appears to increase the risk of allergies and related symptoms in children and adolescents, end of quote. <clears throat> now, why would vaccines create an allergic response? Well, what is an allergy? An allergy is a foreign protein inject um, an abnormal recognition of a foreign protein. Now, protein shouldn't be getting into the bloodstream, <clears throat> so the immune system won't be recognizing it. So you have to have uh, an un a protein that's not tempered by digestion floating around in the bloodstream. And then this causes the immune system to recognize that <clears throat> and mount an immune system response because proteins floating around unaccompanied and be incredibly dangerous. And that's one of the reasons we see the uh, Voldemort shot is that um, you get this messenger RNA wrapped with a fat layer floating around in the bloodstream. <clears throat> and the fat layer is supposed to protect or hide that, that mRNA protein in there from the immune system. Well, um, not all of those mRNA proteins are injected into the muscle cell. In fact, only about 40% of them do. The rest of them float around through the body. But then the way the Voldemort shot works is your body is going to produce the spike protein um, that literally your cells are now going to produce a foreign protein that your immune system's never seen. And then that triggers um, a reaction. <clears throat> it's interesting. There won't be any studies on the Voldemort shot, the shot in asthma, but we do see it in the tetanus and the DPT shot. Now, <clears throat> it's interesting because viruses, according to the British Medical Journal, are actually beneficial, beneficial for uh, reducing asthma. <clears throat> Uh, conclusion, repeated viral infections other than lower respiratory tract infections early in life may reduce the risk of developing asthma. So why is that? Well, when you look at viruses, 40% um, of your DNA is viral. So that means that viruses actually have a function in your environment, okay, if you're, it's incorporated into your DNA. So viruses, funguses, bacteria, you're all designed to live with this stuff. <clears throat> Antibiotics and asthma, quote, antibiotic use in infancy may be associated with an increased risk of developing asthma. Um, that was according to the Journal of Clinical and Experimental Allergies. So, so let's, let's go through a couple of breathing exercises. Now, number one, <clears throat> you got to be sitting up with your chin up because we've got to take the pressure off of that neck area because remember, that's where the phrenic nerve is. Now, diaphragmatic nasal breathing is the best, but I'm going to show you a couple of other breathing exercises that you could do during meditation, which actually helps your, your brain function because when you're sitting down trying to quiet your mind, if you focus in on your breathing, things work out much, much better. <clears throat> so nasal diaphragmatic breathing, you put one hand on your tummy, and on three, we're going to push in, and you're going to blow out and push your tummy in. One, two, three, blow out and push your tummy in. Now breathe in and push your tummy out. Blow out and push your tummy in. So breathe in and push your tummy out. 
so your tummy is moving, your chest isn't. Once you get that type of diaphragmatic breathing down, now let's expand it out. This is called conscious breathing. Now, by holding your breath in, and typically you're going to breathe in at half as long as you breathe out, or you're going to breathe out twice as long as you breathe in. <clears throat> this is hugely important. Now, um, what you want to do when you're, you have your breath in, you want to hold it, okay? And you're going to hold it with as much air as you can in your lungs, and then you breathe out at twice as long as you breathe in, and you hold it with no air in your lungs um, for you know a given period of time. Now, if you're a beginner, hold it for about five to ten seconds, either all the way in or all the way out. A master can do it for thirty seconds to um, a couple of minutes. Now, <clears throat> and then you repeat it. So what you're going to do is you breathe in. Let's try breathing into a count of eight. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Then you hold it for a count of ten. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Then breathe out to sixteen. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen. Then you hold it with no air for for ten seconds. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Then breathe in. One, two, three, four, five, seven, eight. Okay, and then you repeat. So that breathing in for 8 seconds, holding it for 10 seconds, exhaling for 16 seconds, holding it with no air for 10 seconds, and then breathing in for 8 seconds and repeat. <clears throat> That's called conscious breathing. And what's amazing is it works really, really well to to allow your your lungs to expand and do that oxygen transfer. Now remember, your brain is only about two and a half to three pounds. It burns 30% of the body's calories and 90% of the body's oxygen. So in order to keep that brain functioning correctly, you need healthy oxygen. Now, <clears throat> if you're part of the Covidian religion and you have to wear a mask outside, in your car, everywhere else, um, you are re-breathing in your own waste and you're limiting the flow of oxygen, so that's not good for you. So if you're going to do conscious breathing, uh, do it without a mask. Okay, that's just, uh, I know it's common sense and it's against the religion, but know that people in 14 different countries or 14 different states around this country um, are no longer masking, so that's that's a plus. So just make sure that breathing, um, you're allowed to breathe. That would be really, really cool. Now, <clears throat> one problem we have with the food system, though, is antibiotics. Okay, now it's even in glyphosates, and this is in every non-organic bread that you've ever been exposed to. Uh, glyphosate is one of the most potent herbicides on the planet, but it also kills bacteria. Um, and figure bacteria, your flora, the flora inside of your lungs, inside of your bronchus, and on your skin, and in your gut. 80% of your immune system is in your gut, and you have bacteria that outnumber your cells 10 to 1. That means if you got 70 trillion cells, you got 210 trillion bacteria. 
and you've got four times that amount of, of bacteria has viruses. So you have um, literally hundreds of trillions of bacteria just in the gut in about two to three pounds inside your gut. Now, normal bacteria, you have about 85% good, 15% bad. And the beneficial bacteria keep the bad bacteria and yeast in check. So bacteria inside of the gut is hugely important. Why do we bring gut flora up when we're talking about lungs? Because it's intimately connected. This is where 80% of your immune system resides. And if you've been exposed to glyphosate, like let's say you're just breathing it in, you could have mold issues in the lungs. You could have a lot of different issues. So you've got to have healthy gut function in order to have healthy lung function. <clears throat> I mean, even when you look at, at viruses, uh, Dr. Philip Sharp, a Nobel Prize winner uh, for Center for Cancer Research, MIT, this guy is brilliant. Okay, quote, viral elements are a large part of the genetic makeup of almost all organisms. We humans are well over 50% viral. Isn't that cool? I just said 40%. He said over 50. Now, viruses, um, uh, they, they actually are beneficial. They're called bacteriophages because some viruses attack bacteria. Now, remember, your cells, you got 10 times the amount of bacteria. Um, well, actually, Philip Sharp um, says that there's four t uh, 10 times the viruses as opposed to bacteria. So you got roughly quadrillion viruses in your body. I mean, that's, that's amazing. And um, when we look at raw milk and asthma, a lot of people are afraid of raw milk. But out of the Journal of Allergy and Clinical Immunology, they found that children who drank raw milk had a 41% reduced chance of developing asthma and 50% reduction in hay fever. Now, what's interesting, um, then, um, <laughs> oh, it, it's kind of interesting here. Uh, children who drank raw milk that was boiled before drinking had no less asthma than those children who drinking pasteurized milk. So the raw, unpasteurized, unboiled milk actually has healthy bacteria in there and healthy, uh, so it's going to replace the um, gut bacteria, but you're also, it's going to get in the entire system. So knowing that bacteria-containing foods, building that gut flora, is essential to um, your health. Also, you want to avoid Tylenol like crazy. I mean, figure the majority of babies are given Tylenol within the first six months, and that's because they're getting vaccinated. Um, but they did a really good study involving 20,000 kids, okay, from the European Journal of Public Health. Quote, the children in the younger age group who'd received the medicine only once per year, Tylenol, at a 70% greater risk of asthma than those receiving Tylenol once a month, or more shockingly, 540% increase more likely to have asthma. Children who had given a single dose of Tylenol before their first birthday had a 60% increase in asthma. I mean, amazing. Well, one thing, Tylenol reduces glutathione, which is an antioxidant, which protects the lungs and the blood. 
So when we start talking about blood health, lung health, uh, you have got to look at that those are, are intimately connected. And if Tylenol reduces glutathione, which protects the lungs and blood, and glutathione is depleted from glyphosates, we can see how diet, lung function, everything is super, super connected. So it's essential. I mean, when you look at glutathione, uh, it's a master antioxidant and a master detoxification of the entire system. And where do you find it? Whey protein or the milk, sulfur-rich compounds like cruciferous spandrels, um, like you know, broccoli, kale, cauliflower, fantastic. Okay, vitamin C, fantastically important. And in fact, this is something you got to recommend for smokers. Because you figure, according to the American Journal of Public Health, 35% of smokers were either marginally or severely deficient in vitamin C. <clears throat> so you've got to take care of yourself. I mean, vitamin C, um, get that. Vitamin A, absolutely important for lung function. It turns into beta carotene, which is essential for lung health. Um, just know that you can get your body better, um, but you've got to look. At, you know, think of this. How do you want to live? Do you want to live like there is an innate, inborn intelligence of the body, that health is a natural state of the body? Um, I mean, wouldn't that be brilliant? Because you're, you're living on this planet. Or do you want to live that you're defective and you need a vaccine, you need a medication, you need um, someone in authority to tell you how to live to see if you should have Christmas or Thanksgiving? Okay, do you want to live in a world like that or do you want to take our world back? Okay, and that's what we have to do. Learn how your body works. If someone in authority tells you to mask up, flip them the finger, um, and you don't need to. Okay, you can be strong, healthy, independent. If you're wearing a mask, you're part of the problem. But I know that some people got to wear a mask to go shopping. Um, I'd pick at that store because you are an American. Um, have a wonderful Thanksgiving. Let's get back with our families. This is Dr. John Bergman. God bless you, and I love you.